everyone. It's Mrs. Robinson here, and you are listening to Tanya Tate presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is my podcast. Formerly MILFs Making Money, now Tanya Tate presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. On today's show, experiencing it doesn't get any better than this moment in time. Also on the show, my special guest, Mrs. Robinson, will share how she started a successful modeling career at 50 years old. And why age is definitely no longer a factor that could hold you back. You too can start a modelling career at any age. So one thing I appreciate about America is the healthcare system. Okay, so in England it's free, National Health Service, but it's a nightmare. <laughs> I will tell you that. It takes ages to get a doctor's appointment. You go on the wait list for ages. The NHS is backlogged. Okay. But it's free, so you can get private health care in England. But in America, if you're able to afford health care, then it's good. I'm going to tell you why. You know, even for basic health care, you still have to pay an expensive monthly health premium insurance payment. And then even when you get your bill after you've been to see the doctor, you're still expected to pay set amounts like a percentage or whatever it is that they're going to say you owe towards the bill. But I've got to tell you, if you have a good doctor, there's a lot of preventative health care. And for me, prevention, rather than going with something really serious, is super important to me. So, for example, I had an annual mammogram, and they said to me, do you want to do this gene test? And I was like, what's that? And they said, okay, we're going to test your genes. It's really easy test. And we'll tell you if you've got any certain genes that you could be at risk for certain disease. And if the health insurance didn't cover the cost, it'd just be like one low fee. And I thought, why not? It's worth it. So it was just a simple spit test. Great. Got to spit into the tube. Okay, I'll do it. So there I am. Got to sit there. You got to spit and spit and spit. And I don't know if anyone's ever tried to spit like a certain height in a in a like a tube <laughs> it takes forever it took a really long time i i don't even know there definitely was not enough spit there but you, you keep going anyway they sent it off and the results came back so i have the atm gene so it means i got it from either one of my parents and i'm at high risk of certain cancers and they also include breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, and then for men it includes prostate cancer. So it comes back, the recommendations are an annual mammogram and an MRI with contrast. 
I talked to my mum and dad and I said, you know, I can get you tested because you, you wouldn't be able to get this in the UK, no chance. I said, look, I can get you tested. So I, I got them both sent a test tube to the UK and then they both sent them back. My mum's was negative, my dad's was positive. So then I'm like, hey dad, why don't you um, just go to the doctor and just talk to him? But you know what? Probably know my daddy's not been there yet. Probably being in the UK, you can't get a doctor's appointment. And they're not going to... It's, it's really weird in the UK because they're not about prevention. They're about, okay, if you've got a problem, come and see us. But if it's about prevention, then they just don't have enough time. So I'll be following back up with him on that next time that I see him, which will be very soon, actually. But back to my MRI. Okay, so the doctor's like, okay, we should get an MRI. I'm like, great, no problem. Now, I've had mammograms, I've had x-rays, I've had ultrasound, all on my chest. But I've really had an MRI. I think years ago, after a car accident, I had a, like a 12 or 18, it had a ton of wheels, it was a massive Coca-Cola truck, and the fella decided he was going to change lanes on the freeway, the motorway, and he didn't look. He just moved. Now he's just travelling my lane, minding my own business. And I only knew when the car started fishtailing. I was like, oh shit, what's just happened? <laughs> yeah, so I had the MRI after that, which you just went in the tube and it didn't seem very long. So I thought, oh, okay, it's just about going in one of those MRI tunnels. So when I got there, I had to sign forms and it's like, yeah, you're going to have a, a, some a intravenous. I'm like, intravenous, what the hell is that? The lady, when I got through to the other side, she said, yeah, we're just going to put a little blue dye into your vein. I was like, okay. I went in a tunnel, lay down, went in a tunnel. And I have to say, I'm a bit claustrophobic, but they had this mirror. So as you look down, if you're lying flat and you look down, it's like a mirror. So I'm looking down at the floor, but actually my eyes are seeing what's the other side of the tunnel. It's like I'm looking, facing towards the woman at the other side. I was like, it's great. I can see you. So it wasn't that bad, it wasn't that claustrophobic. I think that it was taking a really long time. I was getting pins and needles and she was like, it's only going to take 20 minutes. And I'm like, I'm not counting the minutes because I haven't got a watch on. But I knew it was taking a lot longer. Well, finally, they got me out and she's like, I'm sorry about that. She said, the machine was having trouble with the implants. So I just envisioned this machine trying to look and the implants are like, do, 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 do like stopping it from seeing the right views that it wants to take. But great, I'm out. it's over, it's done with. So as it gets up, I'm like, wow, I'm dizzy, I'm lightheaded. She said, oh yeah, that's probably the magnets, they're really strong. She said, even as I, if I put my hand in to put the blanket on you, should I feel dizzy? I thought, wow, what a high risk job that that is. That she was, didn't mind it. It, it kind of knocked me actually. That dizziness, it was pretty strong. So there I went away and I waited for the results. And it was like, you think, I'm waiting for these now. Is everything okay? And, and these thoughts go through your head. But I have to say, the results came back. And yes, it's all completely fine. So prevention, that's what I'm going to share with you. If, you. if you've got a chance to find out, to do checks for prevention, I'm going to tell you to get it done. If, if the doctor's office asks you or the hospital or any healthcare provider, do you want to do it? Get it done. It's not going to harm you. might make you feel a bit dizzy if you're getting an MRI, a little vein in your hand, in your arm. But you know what? It's going to be totally worth it. 
but I have on countdown mode. I am still counting. I was waiting for the results. They came back fine. And I'm in countdown mode for our trip back to the UK. <laughs> so me and Ozzy are going to be going back to the UK to see family. And it's been, well, since Ozzy was like 18 months old. So that was like three years ago since he last visited. And for me, my last trip was February 2020 when my beautiful beloved brother Davin was in hospital. I flew back to England and I was there holding his hand when they turned the life support machine off. There's just so many memories from those previous trips. I gotta tell you, it's like people are not gonna be here when I go there. People that were there last time, they're gonna be gone. I know that's life, but it's deep isn't it I've got to tell you you've got to really appreciate all those things all the things that you dream of appreciate everything that you do with your family and your longtime friends I've been going to bed and I've been dreaming of my trip I, I love it you know I've had those dreams when you dream about things that you have to do they're just like no <laughs> I don't want those dreams but I've been going to bed and dreaming of my trip I've been awake and I've been dreaming of my trip. I've been putting myself there when I give my mum a big hug or when I'm going to see that smile when Ozzy's going to get to see my dad's new little black fluffy dog, Sadie, for the first time in person. So he's been loving the videos. My dad's girlfriend's been sending these little videos back. And she's like, Sadie, Sadie, look at me, look at me. And then you just see this little black fluffy teddy bear dog looking up at you. It's going to be... A big joyful moment when I'm going to see Ozzy interact with this little black fluffy dog because he just can't wait to see her. But you know what? I've been thinking about that moment, just feeling that moment when I first see my family for the first time since the pandemic. It's great. I'm planning meals, meetups, days out, I'm catching up. But you know what? I'm going to be enjoying every moment, thinking about it now and when I get there. I was just talking to an American friend who visited the UK for the first time and the things that she was amazed by, she said the buildings in London, she, she's there and, you know, London is centuries old. They've been there, some of those buildings have been there for hundreds of years and you're standing there on the pavement and you're just looking up at the building and it's like they are listed buildings and the actual outside and the inside, the, there's a lot of protection to old buildings. And if you want to make changes, you've got to reply. And if it's a listed building, they're probably really going to say, no, you're not going to do it. However, you can put in restaurants and stuff. Um, so she said, she's just looking up and there's these two fast food places and her friends are saying, come on, hurry up and decide. Do you want Pizza Hut? Do you want Subway? But she was too busy looking at the list of buildings that housed the restaurants. She was seeing and appreciating the beauty. She was taking that moment in. So what are you excited for and what's coming up in your future? I want to tell you to allow those dreams to be present. Look, believe and feel them. Allow those dreams to be present right now in your mind. You've got to be at the right level to see everything around you. 
you know, don't be busy looking at the ground so you can't see all the amazing things. Look up and appreciate where you are. But don't need to keep looking down because if you're going to keep looking down, you're on a trip. If you're thinking, oh, I'm going to fall over stuff, you're going to miss everything that's above. I'm going to tell you, see the opportunities that are in front of you. And we all have dreams. I want you to share your dreams. Are they big dreams? Are they for you? Are they for your family, your friends? Are they for your community? And, you know, take time to recognize the gifts that they might not just benefit us. Are they going to help us grow? Can they benefit the community, our friends, our family? And these things will happen in time. Those dreams will happen. Keep thinking of them. And the Greeks had two different words for the concept of time. Kronos time or Kairos time. And I've never really heard of Kairos time. I actually have to look it up. Someone was talking to me about these different times. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Kronos is like, you're probably going to recognize it as it's the root for the English word chronological it's kind of easy, isn't it, when you think chronos, chronological. It's like forward propelling time that we measure with clocks and on watches. Like waiting for the school bell to ring while sitting there watching the clock or checking the time, wondering when a meeting's going to finish. Or that doctor, wondering when he's going to call. Because sometimes the results waiting for the doctor can feel like it's taken forever. But Kairos... If I'm saying it right, if I'm not, <laughs> correct me. It's kind of more of a lesser known, but it's no less important. Kairos is what philosophers and mystics would refer to as deep time. It's like the time that we're talking about in the world when the world just, it seems to stop. And it can be measured like when you're experiencing a divine moment. So for me, like the time when Ozzy was born and he come out and I know babies can't see, but he come out and he was just lifted up to me. And as he was lifted up to me, his eyes looked into mine and I saw his eyes looking at me. They say babies can't see, but I didn't care. I'd connected. It was like that divine moment that I made this baby and here he was. It's like that perfect sunset, you know, when you go on your holiday, your vacation, and you see something, and it's a view, and it looks like it comes straight off a postcard. It's breathtaking. It's when you move forward in time without being tethered by a clock or a calendar. Those moments in life when you stop and you say, oh my God, is this it? Or is this as perfect as it can be? Or it can't get any better than this. We've all had moments like this. I know you have. It's that perfect moment in time. Those precious moments when time stands still and everything seems possible. They may be few and far between, but sometimes like a Kairos moment in life, can, it can feed your inner being, your soul for many weeks, days, months, even longer. And it can just be one of those moments where it's like, ah, you're working on something and it just comes and it's that precious moment. When you find yourself in Kairos time, you completely lose track of the Kronos time and you can't measure it. 
but you can only experience it. So how do we cultivate more of these moments? How do we live our lives, not just chronologically, by the ticking of a clock, but chirologically? It's like a big statement, isn't it? Instead of looking at the time, appreciating the time. Hmm. Maybe it's something as simple as putting your phone on airplane mode, enjoying the silence, putting yourself in a space of nature. Or having deep appreciation and being open to the opportunities and those divine moments that come your way. So much has happened since Ozzy was a baby and he's now almost five years old and it feels like it was like the blink of an eye. There have been so many Kairos heartbeats in all of the experiences that I've shared with him. And even if I go back further looking from the time that I got into the adult industry, those Kairos moments, those highlights in my career, the feeling of deep appreciation and joy from winning awards, from being blessed that I'm able to financially able to fly to see my family, that I've got a wonderful home. And as I'm getting older, I know that I'm appreciating more of these moments in my life. And I tell you, no matter what age you are, we can all experience these moments. And it's a gift to ourselves when we recognize these chirological, eye-opening, world-stopping moments. When you find them, relish in them, dream them, and be more open to them flowing your way. Next, on Tanya presents Skinfluencer Success. Age is definitely no longer a factor that could hold you back. My guest, Mrs. Robinson, will share why you can start a modeling career at any age. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. You are listening to Tiny Tay Presents Skinfluencer Success. Age is definitely no longer a factor that could hold you back when starting out as a model. So how can you start a modeling career at any age? My guest is a former teacher from Pennsylvania, retired corporate America software exec in the advertising industry, AVN and Exvis nominated MILF. She started her career in the adult industry age 50 and is now in the top 0.1% of all content creators on OnlyFans. Welcome, Mrs. Robinson, to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Thank you. Thank you Hi. so much. It's so great to be here. Hi. <laughs> Hi. You're so cute. I, it's funny because when we were kind of setting this up, I kept saying, oh, Mrs. Robinson, Mrs. Robinson. And I felt like it was like you should have been replying back, oh, yes, Mrs. Tade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's a rough um, stage name to have considered because I'm always asked, are you married? No, it's just from the graduate, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Mrs. Robinson, Ginger. Thank yes, you. I, Ginger. <laughs> I could call you Ginger. It'll make it so much easier. I, I feel like otherwise, I, I mean, we're going to be doing like a, a school teacher yeah. <laughs> interview. <laughs> that's what they're hoping oh yes they're like hold on a minute didn't we see you as a teacher is it a headmistress was it a teacher is it a boss yeah so <laughs> the people are like okay 
where's this going? Where's this right. going? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So Mrs. Robinson, Ginger, let's hear all about you. So, you know, who is Mrs. Robinson and how did you get started in the industry? Wow, it's such a loaded question. Um, who is Mrs. Robinson? I'm still trying to figure that out. But as you had mentioned, I was a teacher in my 20s. Now I'm 52 years old now. So in my 20s, uh, you know, 30 some years ago, I was a teacher and I ended up having kids and left that. Uh, I left teaching and I got back into the workforce and I started selling newspaper ads. That's how long ago it was my career in advertising when it started. And I sold little newspaper ads and I ended up really liking it. I liked the ability to have a message and try to target the right audiences. And I ended up respectfully climbing the corporate career ladder and I got recruited from a really big company to you know, start teaching companies how to brand themselves, how to have a social strategy, what types of software to use for that. And I'm a very, I'm a nerd, a self-proclaimed nerd. And so I got really into the data aspect of it. I love data analytics and understanding metrics and how metrics um, drive results. You know, I, I worked in this career where, if you're familiar with the TV show Mad Men, I worked in Don Draper land, which is a predominantly male dominated industry advertising. And I was one of very few females that, you know, I garnered a lot of respect because I was very straight laced. I was very professional and I loved what I did. It just, I always say I'm not good at much, but the one thing I was just innately good at was um, advertising. So um, I learned early on how to, you know, help companies brand and social strategy just became something I loved a lot. And so I was asked to go and speak at, you know, big conferences and wow. teach companies how to do social media and how to target who they needed to target online. So I did that for a long time. I'm a single mom. And yeah. I traveled a lot. So I was like a road warrior on a plane all the time. Oh, wow. And it, it became a lot to be gone. I have a teenager. Uh, they'll be 17 this week. But at the time, oh. they were 13 when I was kind of looking for a way to gracefully exit that industry because I was so tired from being gone. And I didn't I didn't feel right always being gone. I'm such a hands-on mom and just wasn't feeling right. So I kind of put it out into the universe, like, what am I supposed to be doing? Well, <laughs> this wasn't what I expected the universe to show me <laughs> at all because I was conservative and COVID hit. I found myself at a socially distanced bonfire with some acquaintances and some friends. And there was a guy there and... He and I started talking and he asked me if I ever considered doing, um, you know, some MILF adult work. And I clutched my invisible pearls and said, heavens, no, I'm a mom. I would never do that. I would never do that to my kids. And I'm not going to put myself out there like that. And he said, oh, okay. He said, my wife does this thing called OnlyFans and she makes about 300000 a month. And... I said, what? <laughs> what? 
did you say $300,000 a month? Now, my decision to do this wasn't money driven by any means. I had a very, very successful career where that amount of money wouldn't necessarily be the only factor making me want to do OnlyFans. But I was surprised that this, I had never heard of OnlyFans. So he said, come over here, let me show you. And he's showing me and I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, okay. And I said, that's really cool. I, I could never do something like that. My kids would never be okay with it. And I'm very open with my children. And I just, I can't see them going for that. And it's, I just wouldn't feel comfortable being naked on the internet. So at any rate, yeah. So at any rate, I went home that night and my mind was racing and I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I could do that. I did ask the universe, like, what am I supposed to do? And, and at the same time, and I'm wondering if you feel this way too, the older we get, I feel like authenticity becomes such a big part of my life. I want to be who I am and not care what people think. And my whole life, I've really cared more than the average person, what everybody thinks of me. And so I lived my life in such a way that every decision I made viewed me in a favorable light, kind of like I was in some, you know, pretend contest to be world's greatest mom. And you know, it was, it was hard because I was always trying to do what was right in everyone else's eyes. So mm-hmm. I made dinner one night and I sat down, my kids were both here and we sat down and, um, it was just my daughter at the time. She's 26 and she's an OnlyFans, but that's another story for another day. Oh, good Lord. Um, but I said, what do you think about mom doing OnlyFans? And she was like, mom, I mean, absolutely. If that would make you happy, I support you 100%. So was, your, said, was your daughter already doing it at that time? No. Okay. No, not at all. My daughter's a professional singer. She went to school for it. She's been singing since she was two. And she had been working as a lead vocalist on a high-end German cruise line and um, had had a national, you know, done a tour um, after graduation and She's just a fantastic singer. Well, COVID shut all of that down for yeah. her. But that, her doing OnlyFans came later in the game. But she said, what about, and mentioned my teenager. So my teenager sat down to dinner. And I said, hey, bud, what do you think about mom doing OnlyFans? And my kids spit out their water <laughs> and said, mom, <laughs> listen, you are pretty for a mom. And I don't mean this disrespectfully. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Thanks. And he, and he said, do you think they want to see that? And I said, I said, I don't, but I'm here and they do. (laughs) And I, because I had done, like, I had gone through and looked at the metrics and data and I hadn't realized just how much older women are appreciated in that industry. Yeah. I think society programs us to believe that it's younger girls and we're, you know, our age is not attractive like the younger girls are. I I think it was like many, many years ago, you you know, several decades ago, I think it was, you know, it was that image of if you wanted to get into the adult industry, any of that kind of thing, you have to be this certain look, this certain young, this certain body shape, you know. I always thought of like the big boobs and the big blonde hair, but young, always young. Always young. And, And I think, you know, as we've progressed and suddenly like guys, uh, it's they're not just all about the teenagers or the women in the twenties. 
guys appreciate women of all shapes, all sizes, and all ages. And this is amazing for us. You, you know, you you are an amazing woman. I, like, you look at you and you're 52, and I'm like, damn, you look fabulous, mm, right? Thanks. Like, <laughs> you do, you've, you've looked after yourself, you're taking care of yourself. You can see that in your body, that you can see it in your face, in your skin. It, you, you look great. And, you know, I'm in my 40s. So, you know, we're, we're virtually, <laughs> virtually the same decade. Yeah, you look great too. I would have thought thirty something. (laughs) No, I'm I'm definitely a a seventies child, and you know, for now, for us, like it is is it's just amazing that men are like, hold on, men of all ages. You know, sometimes older men they like to think about that they can talk to somebody who's more on their age, might be on the wavelength that might have similar interests, and then the young guys. What about those young guys? They really love the older woman and you know that you know that movie i mrs robinson it was you know you've you completely taken that and you've gone you know this this brand and this this idea of this heart older woman and i just am so appreciative that we can get out there and we can be on the internet and people do want to see older women yes they do And even if you look at every year, a certain site does, um, PH does an analysis of the top search terms on their site and on other sites. And, you know, MILF, Cougar, Mature, even Grandma and GILF, those are above teen and so many other things I would never have expected. They're always in the top three and four. So that was really eye-opening to me. And... You know, my, my kid at the time said that. I'm like, I I hear you, but I'm hearing they do. And and my teenager said, go get that bag, mom. I didn't know what that meant at the time. I had to look it up, but I was I, like. I don't know what that means. Is it like an American? Is I it- suppose so. Go get that money, I guess it okay. means. Go get the bag. And I said, well, this isn't about money. Sure, the money is nice, but I said, here's what I'm going to do. In a few days, I'm going to come back to you because this is a pretty big decision. And my concern is how it will affect you. So three days later, I was like, hey, wanted to revisit that whole OnlyFans thing. And my kid was like, yeah, how's it going? And I said, I told you I wasn't going to start doing it until you and I had discussed it further. And I said, do you understand what's going to happen? You are going to walk into school. Some kid is going to hold up a phone. I could be on it and you could get bullied. And my teenager said, mom, why do you care what people think? And it gives me chills to this day to even say that because if my teenager doesn't care what people think, how could I? And I had raised them to work hard, be kind, help others. And they don't talk about people and they don't judge other people. And so I felt successful as a mom at that point that I truly believed it wouldn't affect my child. And, you know, it's interesting. People have said to me, oh, your kid's lying to you. It really bothers them. And I didn't raise my kids like that. We're very open as far as being honest. And if it would have bothered my child, I wouldn't have done it. That doesn't mean that 
they got the final say, but I would never have done something that I thought could affect my child at all. And Tanya hasn't. Nobody has bullied my kid. And no that that is great. I'm I'm actually really glad to hear that because, you know, I also have a child. I have a little boy right now. He's four, he's almost five you think about it you know now it's like hey we we do youtube and we go on youtube and then like he, he's starting to be able to read so he can start reading stuff and he's like he kind of hears you know i go oh follow you know followers on youtube tanya take yes. tube so we'll say it and i'm thinking there's some day that he's gonna be like tanya tate and it's gonna come out and i'm like how am i gonna feel about that and how am i gonna explain it and you know, these are a lot of questions that are going to be going through my head. But I, but I like, you know, the honesty. You know, there's certain things to be honest, and it's got to be age appropriate as well. Yes. You know. Yes. But it, it absolutely. It's my my advice. There is to just start now. Not talking about that, but keeping the lines of communication open with my children, always being honest with them. I mean, to a degree, as you said, age appropriately, but (laughs) um, yes, age appropriate for sure. But there's, you know, even in my own family growing up, we didn't talk about anything. Everything was a secret. My parents just were never very open. And I swore I wouldn't be like that with my kids. And it has really paid off. My kids are very well adjusted. They're non-judgmental and, it's just, they don't care. They, you know, they support me no matter what, and it hasn't affected them negatively at all. So, so yeah. what, what about like you, your other family did you, or friends? So I love it that your hmm. immediate family, very, very accepting, very like, Hey mom, go and do it. We don't care what other people think, you know, go, go have at it, you know, kind of thing. So what about like, other people in your community and your family, friends, (laughs) did you have issues there? Yes, I did. It was hurtful and it was upsetting and it was shocking. I told my close, before I finally made the decision, I have a therapist I've been working with for, you know, 20, 30 years. And I went through it with the therapist and what the implications would be for my family and made sure I wasn't making some crazy decision that, um, I was missing something and I make every decision very deliberately. And I have a work husband from my former career. He is my sound of reason. And when I called him, I'm like, what do you think? And he was like, as your friend or some, (laughs) and I was like, Hey, like, what do you think about this? And he and I went through the pros and cons Mm -hmm. and He's like, I'm so proud of you for doing this because you never would have done this because you would be too worried what other people thought. So I had a solid group of people I really talked with ahead of time about it. And then I had, you know, friends and acquaintances, many people I was very close with. There was one girl, she was a dear friend of mine. I brought her on vacation with my family. My kids were close with her kid. Um, we were just really good friends and she stopped talking to me. And I, Mm. I thought that's really interesting. And then another girl who lived this crazy wild life that, um, she would come and talk to me about it. And I never judged her. She did some wild, like more wild things than anyone I've ever met. And she was judging me. And I thought, wow, how dare you? How dare you? Like, 
who are you? <laughs> like, I, I think the thing is, I'm really perplexed by the obsession a lot of people have with what I'm doing. Mm. And not just me, because I don't think I'm important by any means. I don't think I'm some special person, but I had a large group of friends and acquaintances and, you know, I'm active in my community, but there have been a good 10 people that have passed judgment on me that have done things. I don't even want to say far worse because what I'm doing, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm honest. I'm transparent. But the way they have treated me has just been mind-blowing. And and it's fine. You know, it is who, it is what it is. And they are who they are. But I was really surprised to find out who they are. Yeah. And then for the community. So <laughs> I live in, I live in Pittsburgh, but I live in the suburbs of Pittsburgh. And I live in a very Karen populated community. And... <laughs> They don't like me. <laughs> they don't like me at all. They doxed me. I don't know if that's a, you, you know, well, a, just a U.S. thing, doxing. Like, I guess it's a U.S. thing. You can tell me because I'm just. Yeah. So doxing is when they post your um, private information and, you know, I use a stage name for safety purposes yeah. and um, they publicly doxed me on Facebook wow. and I thought, how sickening, how, you know, and they make fun of me and that's fine. They can make fun of me all they want, but you'll appreciate this. So I had something, I had done a little film with a guy named Johnny Sins and um, the Karens in my neighborhood were posting that that was real And it was, you know, a teacher kind of scenario. And as if when I was a teacher, I had reconnected with this former student of mine, like it was real life. And I, it caused a lot of problems for me. I had organizations I'm involved in in my community that expressed concern about these accusations. And I said, it's not real. It's It's not real life. It's a movie. It's a role play. It's a scenario. Like, you know, yes. I guess these people don't understand the way that OnlyFans work. You know, the guys are going to come along and they, and it's it's really nice to come up with a little scenario, a little movie, a little clip. And it's like, you know, let me tell you, that was so believable that the people outside of OnlyFans thought it was believable. So, you know, job done. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I'm sure you. that was a very good selling clip. And the thing is, and it's kind of cool, Johnny Sins is from Pittsburgh, too. And I was a teacher. And in my second year of teaching, he was in 10th grade at another school district, obviously. But the timing worked out. And the way that came to be, um, you know, we buy promo from each other and we showed each other out. We all do it. And I had bought a TikTok promo from him. And he's like, this will be awesome. What a great narrative. And we kind of really pumped it up and we ran with it because it's so believable. And, um, you know, it was a great seller. Um, It still is. However, these women, I mean, which is kind of odd that they're watching it, but I was thinking that. I was like, okay, a minute. So you're, so, so here they are, they're like judging you and the judging will, you know, you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that and well you did this with a student well it wasn't really a student because it's just a make-believe story 
But yeah. I, but then there, I actually have to sit there and like at some point watch some of the clip to be like, oh, that's where she did it. Because they're not sitting there yes. with the eyes closed going, oh, excuse me. There it is. Right. It's there. They're going, <laughs> yes. oh, there it is. And I'm yeah. sure they must have had a little click, a little, let's, let's press pray and let's watch at least a few seconds or maybe the whole of it. Um, let's see what goes on in there, like ever so sharp, but at the same time watching it. It's, it's like yeah. people, um, I think there's a lot of people in this world that have a lot of issues with themselves and a lot of anger and a lot of insecurity. And when they see somebody else that's doing well, um, that's having a success in something, in, instead of being proud of them, or maybe they don't want to be proud for whatever reason, or, but you know, instead of being happy for them and like thinking how much joy that, that must be in that other person's heart, they think, well, their heart's all shriveled and, and angry and jealousy. And it's, if they had some kind of a, a you know, if, if they were kinder, then it probably wouldn't end up being such a big problem. And if it is a big problem, then that's okay. They just go and look at something else that day. They don't exactly. need to. Because here's the thing. It's like, you know, you are still the person that you was 10 years ago or 20 years yes. ago or five years ago or two years ago. You're still the same person and you've still got that same kindness inside you. And just because now you're actually, you know, making a movie of something that maybe you would have done in the privacy of your own home before. Now you're sharing it on camera. Suddenly you get looked upon as a different person, but you're not, you're the same person. Yes. Yes. And that's, you mentioned something that has pretty much been my Achilles, well, not Achilles heel, but something that I've noticed. And it seems like it happened since COVID there's a, an overarching sense of meanness that I've noticed, not just towards what we have done, but just in general, people are unkind more than ever. And I don't understand it. I've always said, be kind, be kind. And it's, you know, it's caused me a lot of heartache because I'm kind to a fault and I end up getting hurt or walked all over. It's probably why I've been single for four years. <laughs> you know, I don't date. I can't, my heart can't take the meanness of the world right now. And you see keyboard warriors. And so my goal, I just like to lift people up and be authentic and kind and, you know, leave people a little happier when I meet them. And it's, it's just, who I am and um, I've been able to really gain a sense of empowerment and authenticity from delving into OnlyFans. So it's, I'm grateful for it. I really am. It changed my life in so many ways. And we're grateful for you being a part of OnlyFans as well, you know, because you just, you're an amazing person. And I'm going to say if any of those Karens are following you around and finding out what you're doing, then maybe some of those Karens will be listening to this. And I'm going to tell you, Karens, if you are listening, Mrs. Robinson Ginger, she's an amazing person. And let people be happy. Grow some love in your heart, you know, and just, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. But for once, just be happy for someone that they're doing something that they enjoy you know and everyone exactly. else that's listening that absolutely loves you fantastic <laughs> thank you uh, thank, thank you <laughs> keep, keep that yeah. moving forward it, it is it's like some people get really down and everything but it's you know you've got to lift yourself out of it and if you're in a place where you are spreading negativity then you're doing something wrong 
You know, if I had time to go and sit there and really go and hate on people, then how about if I use that time to do something else, something more positive? What could I do with that time instead? So Sure. Yeah. So when this guy had mentioned to me about um, OnlyFans, I said, can I see the back end of the platform? I knew I wanted to see the data, the metrics, what it looked like. And then I went and did an analysis on the popularity of older women. And I thought, hmm, this could work. So what I traditionally did with you know, Fortune 500 companies was tell them to establish their social presence first. So I immediately started a Mrs. Robinson Instagram, uh, a Twitter, a Reddit, you know, all, all of the socials because you can't just start an OnlyFans out of nowhere. Nobody would know who I was. There's no search feature on OnlyFans. So there needs to be a presence. And I knew I wanted those presence on social to be very authentic. And that's something else I had taught companies how to do. So I started posting pictures and memes. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I am like the meme queen. So I post a picture and then behind it, I always post a meme and my hands love it. So it's gotten kind of cool, but I built those up for a few months. And then while I was doing that, I was creating my OnlyFans pages. And I wanted to start with a free page to get the lay of the land with the goal in mind to start a VIP page. So I built up the socials um, organically and I got to about, I don't know, 10,000 fans or followers on Instagram. Twitter was hard to grow. (laughs) So hard. Twitter's like the slow-mo, but I was growing them and growing them. And then I would start dropping things like, hey, what do you guys think? Should I start in OnlyFans? And they're like, yes, you should. And and I was just, I was just very me in my pictures. And I always say I'm very boomer-ish, even though I'm not in the boomer generation. I am Gen X, but I am so goofy and quirky and silly and weird. And so I wanted that personality to come across in my social media. And then I also know the importance of responding to comments on my page and interacting with the audience. So I have always done that. And the followers have always said they appreciate that. And I really got to know, and I still do, a lot of different people from being on social media. And so then I launched my free page at the end of April of 2020. And it did really, really well for a free page. And, you know, I was answering, I I remember having 500 mass DMs or DMs at one time and being up for 18 hours going, holy crap, like, how am I going to get to all of these? Because it was important to me to have an authentic, you know, relationship with 
with these guys because it's very different. You know, you hear people say, why would somebody pay for that when they can go over there and get it for free? And what they don't understand is they're two different animals. Over there is, hey, let's take a look and I'm on my way. OnlyFans is more about establishing connections with people and men that are busy or lonely or just, you know, checking it out. But they want to have conversations. Yeah. And I grew the, the free page. And then I said, how about if I launch a VIP page and that it will have some really fun stuff over there. And they were like, yeah, yeah, do it. So I just kept posting on social. I found the best times to post the best type of content, um, the best kind of captions. And, and each platform is different. Um, and TikTok, and I'm really goofy on TikTok. So <laughs> you guys are watching this head on over. You can see me being like a weirdo, <laughs> but I just embrace it. It's who I am. And then they were able to see on OnlyFans, I have this other little naughty side. Yeah. And the VIP page just took off. And within six weeks, I was 0 0.01 wow. by applying those same things from my other job. And I thought, wow, it works. <laughs> so um, I did that. And it's, you know, it's, it's been what now, two and a half, three years. I'm really bad. My memory is terrible. I, I blame it on my age nice. and being overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, it's so gone. But yeah, and I'm still very active on it. And, you know, that there are guys who have no family and friends. Yeah. And there was one gentleman, he was having surgery. He didn't have any family or friends to talk to. And he was nervous and he was across the world or across the pond. I think he was in the UK. And when he was in the room waiting to go back to surgery, he was chatting with me. And I was so honored that, you know, he felt comfortable enough. And I'm like, you're going to be okay. It's going to be great. And I was sending him thumbs up and it's not always this, naked stuff that people think it is it's, it's so much more it's so true that because you know you only fans is you know if you've used only fans whether you're like a content creator or you're a fan you know that tuesday you can you can go in there you can generate mass messages and you do you know you get your favorites you learn to know you know what people like and um each month they have like the top you know they tell you your top fans are and you think when yeah. the stats come through, you think, well, I already knew. I already knew that yeah. you was my top fan. But, it, you know, it's nice to be a reminder and give them a little payback and give them a little bit of something extra. But, yeah, not everybody's going to get up. Not everyone's all about the X-rated talk. Sometimes people, it's like some days I'll check in on people like, hi, good morning, what are you up to? And then they'll talk back and we'll have a little chat. And then at some point I'm like, okay, then do you want to change the conversation and make it a little bit more heated up? But you know, not every day, not everybody's in the mood for it. And it, but it is. It's about having that connection, isn't it? And you know, today they might not be in the mood, but tomorrow they're going to come yes. back, and then they're going to be like, you know, wow, she was really nice yesterday. Um, a little bit of chat, and now today, okay, I'm in the mood today. Let's let's do this. Let let's let's make this happen. So you know, they they do. They come back, and I, and I love that. It's about cultivating the relationships and you know, being there for the fans, whether it's, you know, on your free or your VIP, just getting it up there. And I, I, I want to ask you then, you know, because you are very hands-on with the fans, how do you deal with fans? Um, I, I, this is something that I'm, 
I'm wondering how you deal with it because it's it's I find it quite tricky. You know when you get like re- you cultivate these really great relationships with the fans, and then some days you know the fans are having an off day, and we all have off days ourselves. We know that if we're having an off day, we can't reflect it on the fans. We can't start giving the fans like a load of negative or you know nasty comments or anything. But what you know what happens when it's the other way around when the fans having a bad day and there's you know they're not being very kind or you know they're starting to moan or they're complaining and you think why why are you complaining now and how how do you deal with that um i'm trying to think of a specific example um i do custom videos and i tell them ahead of time i've got a really I've got a lot going on in my personal life. My mom is sick and I take care of her and there are just times I can't do it. I don't have it in me at that moment. I might've just been at, you know, the oncology department for 12 hours and I don't have it in me. And sometimes they'll say, where's my custom? And I'm like, I'm very honest with them. And I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry. Here's a little, you know, something, here's a picture I took for you, or here's a voice note. But I, I haven't had, you know, I do get the occasional mean person. And sometimes I'll say to them, is that your thing? Do you like to be in charge and be, you know, they're into degradation sometimes, I guess, degrading. Yeah. And I'm not really about that. And <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm just like, I don't think I'm the one for you. You might want to head over to another page where that's, you know, welcomed, but I block them. I just, I refund their money and I block them if they're ever um, disrespectful to me. And I don't get a lot of it, but, you know, the delays on some videos every so often disappoint them. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I really need you to grant me some grace though. I'm human too. And it's coming, I promise, but just bear with me. So I think honesty does Help. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're a brand, but we're also humans. And it's not like we don't have like, hey, like, can I just like delegate this to you to do that custom movie for me? It's like, we can't <laughs> delegate. We right. can't delegate custom movies or voice notes or like, we'll, I'll get I'll get them over there. You know, my trusted assistant to like be like, woo. I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> that, that's not going to work. We can't have trusted assistants to take our pictures for us. I, I like that it's like you know being honest and being you know hey maybe I'm not the girl for you and just continue with your day and redirect it back to the guys the fans because we have female fans as well um it, back to those fans that show their appreciation for us that do appreciate so I mean we are going to be coming across challenges in our career but I want to know like are there any other challenges that you've found in your career and you know what did you do to overcome them one of my biggest challenges is making content so i had mentioned i'm a single mom and i have a personal boundary that i never shoot at home even a simple selfie if my teenager is home i just won't do it it doesn't work for me my teenagers in and out of the house they have friends over and i'm not comfortable with that and um, my teenager's homebody a lot of the time, and so am I. So finding and making the time to make quality content is my biggest struggle because there are so many things I want to do, and sometimes it's not as easy 
just going and renting a hotel room and, and doing it there. I, I like to do that. That makes it easy. But there's been a lot going on in my life where that's not always an available option. So I would say, you know, making the, the content is, I wish I had more time to do that. I, I know I hear you because I see like these girls, like these other girls that I know and they're like tons of content all the time. And I'm thinking, how do you manage it? And then it's like you, I'm a mom. Like right now we're recording the podcast. We're recording the podcast at a time when my son is at school. <laughs> It's yes. like, he's out of the house. If mm -hmm. I need things doing, I'm going to have to be like, okay, you need to go out. You need to be somewhere. And I have to like really juggle to fit it all in. You know, I know I've got customs that are sitting there. I've got um, a video that I've got to do for the, for the fan of the month. I mean, we're on the 11th of October. With me, you don't get it all at the 1st of October. Yeah. You, if you're the fan of the month for last month, yeah. you wait. And it, it, yeah. it, it can be, it, it, it is a challenge. But, uh, you know, we do find ways and it's, I've done that, you know, let's just rent the hotel and you go and you take the lights and you're in this area. Then you turn the lights and you're in this area. Yes. And it's like, OK, then we can get two out of that because we can do more of an instructional chat and then we can do yes. more of an action shot. <laughs> it's like Yes, different outfits over here. Now there's a light. Now there's no. Let's go this angle and down here. Yeah. And then TikToks. You know, we have to do TikToks. And... Do you know what? I, I'm going to have to look at your TikTok. I'm going to start learning some TikToks. I really didn't really start using TikTok because I'm like, I just, I, I always thought TikTok was about there was dancing, you know, when you dance and you see all yeah. the people and I'm like, no, I just can't do that, please. Same. Don't make, don't <laughs> me neither. Me. So I, I did a couple of TikToks with Sean Alf and I'm like, wow, they got thousands of views. I'm like, okay. So yeah. um, next time you're in LA, me and you. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's make TikToks for sure. TikToks and a few more things. <laughs> you can be teaching me some of your TikToks. Oh my goodness. But there's so much to talk about with you. And I I, it, I, I, I love it because I'm like, okay, I prepared some questions because I just like to have something so I can flow, you know? And I, I want to know, for me it's like you know we've been in covid and it's a long time and it's refocusing and you know me and you we i i know i can tell from the way we're talking and we're, we're quite similar in that we're very positive so i love that you focus and i love that you know you, you do your analytics and you've got your your mindset and your goals and your schedules but how do you do self-care you know how do you keep that focus and keep those goals and is is meditation something that you might you know use to kind of help you focus and stay positive? Yes, absolutely. I love to meditate. I love meditation. I love yoga. I'm really into breath work right now. And I hadn't realized the importance of breath work and our breathing on our overall well-being. So I do that multiple times a day. If I'm having a particularly challenging conversation with someone, I do it right as you know, no one can tell I'm counting in four breaths and holding and then going out for eight, but it really calms me. I make sure that I have downtime where I'm just on the couch with my beautiful dog, Rudy, and we're hanging out and I watch um, some television for just entertainment where I can check out. I know a lot of people are against television, but I, I need it for 
just some passive entertainment where I can just sit at home and veg. And, um, but I do love to meditate and um, get fresh air, get outside. I love to write. That helps a lot. And just being of service to others also helps me. I just was telling someone today, it was actually someone on Instagram, they posted something about you know, being grateful for things. And I like to make gratitude lists just to give me a solid perspective of how good life is and how I can take advantage, not take advantage, but take for granted the small things in life. And, you know, we're all so very fortunate and I need to remember that. So all of those different modules help me do that. I, I, I love it when I, I was trying to like think of things and we've always got stuff going on. There's always different things going on. So I, I tried different challenges at different times. And I like the one where I would wake up and I would write down 10 things that I was thankful for. It was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's say one thing, you know, you just lie in the bed in the morning when you wake up and you're like, wow, it's a brand new day. Like I've got this warm bed, this safe house. I can go and get my shower. I can get my breakfast. I, you know, the car's outside, so I know if I need to go somewhere, I can go to the gym. The gym, it's got a pool. I can do outdoors aerobics and looking at the California sky, and it feels like I'm on my, you know, my holidays, my vacations. And so many little things, you know, I can choose to eat a healthy diet. And, you know, the foods, a lot of the foods are more expensive with the vegan and the, and the organic and, you know, organic veg versus regular veg like the price point is different just so many different little things i've got the medicine that they're just little things the smile on my son's face yes mommy i want to cuddle like priceless totally all these little things that we have and if you are totally truly appreciative for every single one of them and i think if you wake up and you count your blessings and you appreciate and there's little things in life the big things will come. That's right. I agree with you completely. That's so, you said, you, you know, your son wanting to cuddle. Uh, my kids' laughter to this day, when they laugh, it's just like, oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> it's like it makes your heart grow, doesn't it? It's like, it yeah. swells. And I, I want to pick up on something else. When you said earlier, you said you put it out there to the universe like you wanted something different in the job that you were in because you wanted to, you know, something where you could be home with the kids so you wasn't flying all around and you put it out there for the universe and this is what you got. This is, it was handed to you. And, you know, I believe in that kind of stuff. It's like, what do you want? You know, someone that's sitting there now that's listening, there will be people that are like us, there will be other content creators that are sitting there right now and they're like you know she's got an amazing story that could be something that I can do you know how what what advice would you give somebody you know about coming up with a plan coming up with a goal coming up with a putting it out there to the universe when they've got self-doubt what advice would you give them so what's worked for me is First of all, acknowledging that I don't have all the answers and that I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes. But when I'm starting to feel something isn't quite right, I've learned to trust my gut. 
and hey, that something's off here. I'm not feeling spiritually centered. I'm not feeling mentally okay. I'm drained. So at that moment, I would say, and I just kind of, I talk out loud to the universe. I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> um, something's not right here. I need some direction. And I always say, please make it really clear because I'm not good with subtle little hints. So can you make it really clear for me? Because I, I need to do something here and then listening and um, talking to people. And when something is brought to my attention, thinking, Hmm, this could be it. This could be what the universe is saying. And then I find that that is the direction I'm supposed to go when it's simple to get there. When I start getting roadblocks, I'm like, oh, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> that wasn't it at all. <laughs> I need, you know, things just kind of um, slowly fall into place and and then trusting that and then having a plan. You know, what do I expect this to look like in three months, six months, two years? And people always ask me, do you plan to do this forever? And um, I always, for a while, I was saying, I plan to do it as long as they'll have me. But I don't know if my body is going to hold out that long <laughs> because <laughs> mom is getting old. <laughs> and I've been really enjoying the creator space and doing podcasts and doing um, different little ventures, you know, metaverse kind of things. And I started a YouTube channel and, you know, just doing other things like that. I have no plans on leaving OnlyFans or the life that I've built. I don't have any plans for it. It could end up being that way somewhere way down the road, but I've been enjoying this, um, you know, TikTok fun kind of podcast, uh, the real me yeah. where, it has nothing to do with that adult world. So I like both of them. And so I'm kind of venturing in that direction and seeing where it, where it ends up. So it's finding like the right balance and, you know, still giving back to the fans what they want and what they enjoy, but letting them see you in a, in a different kind of environment as well. You know, the YouTube, the yes. TikTok, get it out there. Tell everybody where they can follow you on all the places. Thank you. Yes. So um, Instagram does not like me. <laughs> I've had 12 accounts go down. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> one was at 2 million and one was at 345,000. I've spent a lot of money getting accounts back, but then they go down again. However, I did just get back my very first Instagram account. You know, the 345,000 account. It just came back after 11 months or 10 or 11 months. I'm on Twitter and it's Mrs. Robinson XO. You can check out my OnlyFans, which is you can just go to Mrs. Robinson.fans. Instagram, it's Mrs. Robinson XOX. And once you go to um, Instagram, all of my links are there in my little link tree hoobie thing. So click the link in that and you'll be able to find all of my, my TikToks and you know, any other appearances I've done, I have it all on my hoobie. Nice. I'm going to go and check that myself. I'll be following you. Thank you. <laughs> on your Thank TikTok. You. You'll see, I, I got the bit where you kind of click and you save. So if suddenly you'll, my voice will be moving. It'll be Mrs. Robinson's voice <laughs> talking. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's been so amazing having you on. Um, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing that positivity. Thank you for letting everybody 
no, you can do it. You can, you can be like us. You can be, you know, making, making those great decisions out there. And uh, mm-hmm. make sure that you all go and follow Mrs. Robinson on all of her platforms, podcasts, OnlyFans everywhere. And thank you, Tanya. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was truly an honor to be here. I love chatting with you and I hope our paths cross soon. Thank you so much. I'm sure our path will cross soon because I've got you tagged next time you're in LA. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> we, me and you will be together making some kind yes. of, of something for our fans. That is definitely for sure. So thank you so much for coming on the Skinfluence of Success podcast. My pleasure. Thank you again. Bye, everyone. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer. Success. Thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast, formerly MILF's Making Money Podcast. In the words of Deepak Chopra. In the words of Deepak Chopra. In moments of transcendence, when time stands still, your biological clock will stop. The spirit is that domain of our awareness where there is no time. Dream those Kairos moments, those split seconds when time seems to stand still. And you know, this is it, where everything seems possible. Those experiences will fill your soul and that is why we are here to experience the ultimate joy. And what do you think of my podcast and the guest video? You can be the first before anyone else to see the video on patreon.com slash Tanya Tate. It's then also released on onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate and later on youtube.com slash Tanya Tate. Who would you like to see me interview on my video section of the podcast? Who would be an inspiring guest? to ask them to share their success story. And do you have a question that me or one of my guests might be able to answer and give you advice on? You can leave your feedback or ask me questions relevant to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can ask me by commenting on my latest post on Twitter at TanyaTate, TikTok and YouTube. My handle is at TanyaTateTube. And you can also leave a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash TanyaTate. And maybe you will get to be featured on a future episode. So let's listen to some of my favorite SpeakPipe voice notes of this episode. Hello. Hi, how are you? Please, once more, video calling. My Twitter account. Please. What did you actually want to say, Sachin? I mean, if you got the opportunity, don't waste it. You had a chance there to send me feedback. All I heard was, hello, Twitter, please. Damn it. That's a shame. Let's see. Who, who else? Who else is going to leave me a voice note? Let's see. Bonsoir, Tanya. Uh, vous êtes charmante et belle. Et vous me plaisez beaucoup. Je vous fais de gros bisous. My French Enzo. I hear tropel and I hear bisou and I hear a lot of background noise. My listening ears in French are not that good. So actually I ask a French friend of mine to translate it. He says this. 
Good evening, Tanya. You are charming and beautiful. And I like you very much. I'm sending you kisses. Well, Enzo, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate that. And bisou back to you too. One word of advice, guys, if you are sending me a voice message, make sure it's quiet in the background. I actually might be able to understand what you're saying. Should we go for the third one today? Let's see, because I mean, (laughs) so far, it's been a little bit difficult for me to understand what the first two guys have said. So let's have another go. Third time lucky. Come on. Let's see. Oh my God, you're beautiful. Please send me some pictures. They're uh, extremely rare. Whoa, now we're talking. Now we are talking. Wow, this is from Jack. Jack says, oh my God, you are so beautiful. Please send me some pictures. You are extremely rare. Okay, Jack, that was like a jaw-dropping moment. And I could feel you were saying it with the heart. You know what, Jack? You are going to get a picture. Hit me up. Let me know. Let me know how to get that picture out to you. What's your name? What's your address, Jack? Because I am going to really show my appreciation. If I do read you out and you've got something amazing to say, (laughs) please let me know. Hit me up. Tell me your mailing address and your name so I can send you a thank you picture for your show of appreciation for leaving a SpeakPipe voice note that I played. And also, if you are listening to the podcast on Apple, Amazon, Audible, and are inspired by any of the words that you hear, please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars. You can also give me a five-star rating on Spotify. And I will be checking and giving shout-outs in future episodes. So thank you, every single one of you, for your support, guys. Keep it coming. I love hearing what you think about the show. And of course, if you do want to get to call me via more of a private phone call or video chat, you know where you can. You can find my premium social media platforms, sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. And we can get to chat one-on-one over there. And you can follow me on Twitter and Patreon at Tanya Tate. TikTok and YouTube is at Tanya Tate Tube. And all of my official links, including my premium social media, can be found on my link tree. Just search link tree and my name Tanya Tate, all one word. And remember, if you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. Be the very first to see my video podcast on patreon.com slash Tanya Tate. Join my highest tier to get shout outs. This episode shout out of appreciation for being a top level tier member goes to Jessica Ryan. Thank you so much, Jessica. That is so amazing. Isn't that amazing? Thank you so much, Jessica, to support a fellow model. You know what? I'm even going to suggest to everyone to follow to follow Jessica Ryan on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is Love Jessica Ryan. So thank you for being a top level tier on my Patreon. If any of you do want to shout out, go and join my Patreon. Get to see the video first, patreon.com slash Tanya Tate. This is Tanya Tate. Dream those moments in life where it is as perfect as can be when it doesn't get any better than this. Experience those precious moments where time stands still and everything feels possible. Now get out there and go build your bank. (laughs) 